Now, the kids are in here. Kids, how many of you are excited to open presents? You're excited. You could be excited. It's a good part of Christmas. It's a great part. You guys are just telling us that that's one of your favorite parts. It's also, I love that it's Jesus' birthday, and I love the fact that you put that in there, and it's, it's a great gift. And what's important for us is to remember that no matter how much of the Christmas season is surrounded by the gifts, that we also take time to remember the gift of Christmas. And so I thought I'd share just a couple words with us tonight, maybe around that and, and looking at this, the beautiful gift of Christmas. I'm Jack, one of the pastors here, and if you're a guest with us, it's great to have you here. And I hope tonight is a night that stirs your heart in a way that refreshes you, in a way that challenges you, maybe going into this new year to kind of uh, investigate who Jesus is and just be closer to him, be more open to who he is. Maybe you've kind of coming back to church, and I think it's awesome that you're here. And I and I hope in these next just couple minutes, as we look at the gift of Christmas, and that we are important for us to remember to unwrap that. We remember back to Luke chapter two. We've been in this series called The Colors of Christmas. So we've looked at the color green and how really the Christmas story is kind of like springtime. It's like this bursting of green that came out of a, a dark place. And it's also looking at the color blue and how God mates us in the midst of our blue. For some of you, this is a blue Christmas because maybe someone that you've loved isn't in the picture anymore and it's a challenge and, and that's hard. And, and God can meet us and his activity is always in the midst of that. And last week we looked at this idea of gold. It's a gold Christmas. that It's this golden opportunity that's been given to us as we remember Jesus coming into this world and also a golden uh, opportunity for us to bring our best in worship to him, and tonight I wanna to look at this color white, and I want you to think back to that very first night, and here's the shepherds out on the hillside, right? Shepherds are outcast, okay? They're, they're kinda the lowest rung in the society of their day, and they're out here because they're not with people. <laughs> you have to understand that. They're, it's not just a job for them. It's a role. It's kind of a, a society has placed you in that you're the bottom rung, and that's why you hang out out here. And it's into that scenario, into those outsiders, that the angel shows up, and the white light, the glory of God shines around them. And it, and it says in the text in Luke chapter 2 that the, the shepherds, which I, I'm sure have not seen angels before, I mean, I haven't, uh, and they show up and they're terrified, it says. And the angel says, Do not be afraid. Tonight I bring you good news that will be great joy for all people. Tonight in the town of David, a savior has been born. He is Christ, he is the Lord, he's the Messiah, the one you've been waiting for. He's a savior. So here you have the Christmas story and it's very crux, it's good news for all people because a savior has come. What's interesting is that God didn't send a teacher. Sure, Jesus taught quite a bit, and teachers have great influence in our society. Many of you are teachers. You have influence and you have inroads into the lives of, of pupils and of people that you're investing into, the students, as you pour your life into them and you hope to see life change happen. And Jesus had a lot to say about life, and he was a great teacher. He captivated people's attention and the way that he spoke about life and what he pulled people toward amazed them. The text says that people were amazed at his teaching. But friends, he was way more than a teacher. He didn't come just to give life lessons and words of wisdom. He didn't come as a miracle worker, though he did that. Do you remember the blind man who had never seen 
and Jesus suddenly heals him in sight for the first time. Imagine being that guy. Imagine being him and never having seen before and all of a sudden here you're seeing the world around you or the deaf and suddenly you're hearing the lame, you're walking or the dead coming back to life. He was a miracle worker. But friends, he was way more than that. He was not just a humanitarian. I'm glad God didn't send us a humanitarian, a person who does just good deeds. Though he did that, he was way more than that. You understand that Jesus and the way he saw people, the human dignity that he brought and the value and the care and the way he loved people, the way he was a guardianship over them and taught about responsibility over people, you realize the roots of the earliest hospitals find their roots in the way that he lived and what he taught about. But he was way more than just a good humanitarian. I'm glad God didn't send us a therapist. I like therapists, I like counselors, they're good. But I'm glad we got something more. He wasn't just a good counselor, though he did counsel people past their struggles and past their setbacks and move them forward in life. And he had words of wisdom that breathed life into people. But he, friends, he was way more than just a counselor. God didn't send us a scientist, a politician, a philosopher, an engineer, an educator, God sent us a savior because that's what we needed most. And in the darkness of history, the bright white light of God's hope that he spoke about for centuries on that night came true. And on that night, it burst onto the scene in an unlikely form, a form of a baby. But that baby didn't stay a baby. That baby grew up and lived with a greater passion, lived with a calling. And that's why the angel said, I bring you good news that will be of great joy for all people. Christianity is not exclusive. Christianity is the most inclusive form of invitation to have life with God on the planet. You are invited because a savior was given. Not a counselor, not a therapist, not a humanitarian, not a teacher, not an educator, not a philosopher, not a politician, a savior. And we needed it. And so the savior comes. The Bible talks about in Isaiah chapter uh, one, Isaiah is kind of laying out this case. God's laying this case out for the people saying, hey look, this reality of you trying to live out this religious journey and the religiosity you're trying to practice is never gonna get you to me because I'm perfection. But I tell you what, I will take care of it. And so here's what he pens in Isaiah. As he says, come now, let's settle this matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. God says, I'll make a way. This is good news, friends. When you get good news, You wanna react to it, you wanna respond to it. There's an opportunity that awaits you. And there's a sense of urgency as the angel shows up that night and says, there's good news. A savior has been given for you. It's Christ, it's the Messiah. He's come. And the shepherds turn to one another and they say, let us go see. There's this sense of urgency that's underneath this message that the angel has delivered to them and they want to respond to it. 
They want to react to it. And so they take steps and they make their way to Bethlehem and they discover and they're amazed and they leave telling everyone about it. It's interesting. Um, Timex, how many of you wear a Timex watch? Some of you, if you're wearing a Timex watch, they did a study with people of this idea of how long would you wait? How long would the sense of urgency build in you to respond in different situations? So they took an average of people. Here's what they said. Uh, you've been at a stoplight before when it turned green and you were still stopped, remember that? And you're behind the person in front of you and they have not realized that they have been given permission to move now. How long do you wait before you give a little love tap, you know? And not a love tap like you hit them, that's a little bit longer wait, but like you honk your horn, right? 13 seconds, Timex study was. It's 13 seconds you wait before you honk the horn. Or maybe you're in a movie theater watching Star Wars and someone behind you is talking. And you're like, how long do you wait before you turn around and be like, hey, don't tell me about that. Oh, I won't tell you. Um, Don't tell me about that. Don't talk. 26 seconds. Most people will wait 26 seconds before they turn around. Maybe uh, you've had someone talking on their cell phone in a restaurant, like, and they're using their outdoor voice. You've been there, right? And you're trying to have a conversation with the people at your table and they're four tables over, but you feel like they're on your lap. Uh, And you're like, look, just tell Aunt Susie, you'll call her back, right? And it's just, and it's so loud. How long do you wait? 45 seconds, their study said. Or you get to a restaurant, maybe tonight or tomorrow. How long do you wait for a table? 13 minutes is the average. There's a sense of urgency in the way that we live life, the way we navigate, and friend, I wanna invite you tonight to lean back into the sense of urgency that very first Christmas. As an angel shows up to declare good news that will be for all people, that tonight a savior, not a good teacher, not a good humanitarian, not just a philosopher, not a counselor, not a miracle worker, not a healer. He might be all of those things, but he is way more. He's a savior first and foremost. Because friend, that's what you need. That's what I need. It's what every single one of us who walk this planet, who live in these broken bodies, who understand the reality of the gulf that exists between a perfect and holy God and us and me. And in that moment, the reason it's good news is because a savior has been given. A savior has been sent on a search and rescue mission for you for me. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if you've never come to a place where you've ever responded out of a sense of urgency, taken a step of faith, then tonight might be your night. Or maybe tonight you get serious about your faith journey and you decide, you know, I'm tired of just playing church. I'm tired of just orbiting around religion and things or, or kind of understanding who this Jesus is. In 2016, I'm going to take a step And I wanna be a part of a community that's trying to understand who he is and what he really is like and how it's changing and transforming hearts. That's why God said, I'll take care of it. See, the idea of religious pursuits and you trying to work your way to me isn't gonna cut it. You've tried that, so I'll take care of it. And so he initiated the plan and sent a savior. Romans 10.9 says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. 
This isn't about uh, trying to kind of drum up enough emotion. This is simply a willful decision of your heart to say, look, I can either live life my way or I can choose to respond to the invitation that's been given. And the passion of this church is simply this. We exist to invite people into a life-giving relationship with Jesus. That's what we're about. And so tonight, I wanna encourage you to investigate. And if that's you, then talk to the friend that brought you or come see Brian or myself. We'd love to talk with you about that. And tonight, with a sense of urgency, I encourage you to step toward the God who shows up and finishes what he starts and says, I will be in your life. I will make a way. I bring you good news, friends. A savior has been given, and he is Christ the King. And in a moment, we're gonna light candles here to remember, to kinda uh, commemorate in a lot of ways. Uh, Isaiah 9 talks about that those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. That's what we remember on Christmas Eve, that God's light burst into the darkness of our world, friend, and in your world. And he made a way for us to have faith with him. And so in a moment, uh, we remember again that Jesus showed up as the light of the world to be a light to the world. And he turned to his followers and said, you're the light of the world. To those who follow after me, to those who seek and put their trust in me, you are now a light to bring this forward, to continue to herald this message of this angel. And so the angel that night says maybe the individuals like you gathered here tonight, hey, there's good news of great joy that will be for all people. In fact, it could be for you. Will you respond? Will you step forward in faith and say, I need a savior? And for those of you who maybe have never done that, I wanna encourage you, do that. There's no better time in the world to do that than Christmas. Take that step tonight. Talk to someone who brought you. Talk to one of those around us, or around here. We'd love to talk with you about that and encourage you. And for the rest of us who are maybe followers of Jesus already, friend, you have a role in this world. And it is to continue to herald the message that there is good news, though the nightly news won't tell you about it. There is good news that will bring great joy. It's available for all people. And so tonight, we continue to, to bring this message forward to say, hey, we're gonna be a people. We wanna be a people, we wanna be a church that moves this light forward. And we're gonna sing Silent Night here in a minute uh, to, to help us center our hearts on that. And as we uh, gather in this moment, I wanna encourage you. Um, maybe there's someone that's on your heart that you're saying, you know what, they need to know there's good news. And maybe this Christmas season is a season where you can invest into them. Maybe it's simply saying, hey, as we start into 2016, why don't you come with me to church? Why don't you come with me? Why don't we talk about spiritual things at times? We're gonna do a series starting off the year that's all about that and that I hope will be helpful for you. So I invite you back for that. Again, to all of you who came tonight, it's just so excited to have you here. And I hope that this is a great encouragement to you. And I hope that you remember tonight and tomorrow in the hustle and bustle of everything that we celebrate a God who showed up, who sent good news as a savior, not just a teacher or anything else, but as a savior, your savior, my savior. 
And as Jesus was the light of the world, we get to be the light of the world. And so in a moment, we're gonna light candles here, I think, Brian, come in. Um, and uh, we're gonna invite you to participate with that. If you have little kids, you're welcome to, to do that as well. Just kinda, uh, you know, be careful. Um, <laughs> and as we sing this song, Silent Night, probably one of the great classics of Christmas time, uh, I just want us to lean into that and to remember uh, the beauty of that night and the beauty of this night as we remember the good news that's been given to us.